what begins as a rebellion against an evil corporation becomes much more, and what erupts goes beyond imagination. With vivid landscapes, lush 3D animation and environments, Squaresoft's multi-million dollar masterpiece is like nothing ever seen before, and it is only on PlayStation. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie Bros. Here are B-Movies the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. So, you know, this week was supposed to be Final Fantasy VII, Advent Children, but uh, it's a fucking two-hour cutscene, and we've already derailed the month as it is, so we're just going straight to our Final Fantasy video game chat, because, believe it or not, Paul and I are kind of nerds. I know, shocking, right? So... What you heard was the back of the, the greatest hits version of Final Fantasy VII for the original PlayStation. And, uh, fuck it, I hate Final Fantasy VII altogether. I, I actually really like it. I thought it was a very, uh, I thought it was actually a really good good game, but, um, I kind of get where, actually, on that, is that a Square Soft or a Square Enix? Or it's Square Soft. Yes, the original. I think well, I have The original was Square. I mean, the game, well, Squaresoft, but, you yeah. know. Uh, yeah, it's just, you know. But yeah, it's, words. Yeah, the funny thing is, Final Fantasy VII, it's one of those things kind of like with Doctor Who where people are like, your first Doctor or your first Final Fantasy is your favorite. Like, no. for Actually, no for both of those on me because Final Fantasy VII, the first Final Fantasy I ever got to play was the demo for Final Fantasy VII, which I will admit has the most badass Final Fantasy music when you fight the giant... Scorpion tank thing. Oh yeah, you only get as far as like the first time in Midgar. Yeah, you get to, you get to blow up the first Mako reactor, and you know the thing drops and it goes da 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 da, and you're like, whoa, this is awesome. Let's see, go a cloud and uh, bear it for the first time. And then the game comes out and you get so far and you have to like sled ride down a hill as Moogles while fighting some other thing trying to come up the mountain, and I'm like, fuck this shit, goddamn materia and whatnot. I don't know, it could, it could have a good story, but I haven't I haven't played it in, like, nine years. Yeah, it took me forever to actually beat it, and I, like, I played it on and off for years on the PlayStation, then I finally bought it for the Switch, and I'm like, well, now I have no, no excuse not to beat it, because I can carry it with me wherever I go, plus, like, for, like, level grinding, you can make yourself invincible and have all your overdrives and stuff like that, so it made it a lot more tolerable. Well, that's actually how I... Limit breaks, whatever. How I finally beat my favorite Final Fantasy game, which is Final Fantasy VIII. I know a lot of people don't like VIII for some reason. Yeah. And, uh... I like VIII, but I have issues with the game. I've, like, I've started... I started the game probably, like, nine or ten times over the course of two decades. Uh, but I finally, with the, uh... With the turbo mode and stuff on the Switch, just, like grinded through it, and it still took me, like, 22 hours to beat the game, like, with invincibility and three times speed, and... Oddly enough, I actually did beat 8, eight on the PlayStation. Granted, I was it was a PlayStation disc, and I played it on my PlayStation 3, but <laughs> yeah, it, it still counts, so... I don't know, there's just something about the Guardian Force system that I enjoy. Um, it was It was interesting. The problem I had with it was the fact that you really at no point need to use magic or anything like that, so you're just basically boosting your stuff with the junction system, which I like. Well, it kind of makes sense for them being soldiers fighting soldiers, like... Yeah, I mean, it was cool, but, like, Final Fantasy and magic is just kind of... My personal... Well, 
I should um your fir- the first Final Fantasy game you played you said was seven. The, the demo. demo of Final Fantasy seven. So the first game I actually played was ten for the PlayStation Two, and I really enjoyed it. It's still one of my favorite games. Um, it's not the best game, and I get the criticisms like with you know the laughing scene, but it's still a really good game. Um. Yeah, my favorite is honestly probably Final Fantasy IX. I really like the story of that. I love the characters. I love the world it takes place in. And I actually like the the system of um, getting abilities on like certain items and like you'll have if you equip certain items, you'll have um, you'll have certain abilities that are that are um, that come with them. And then if you level up enough, you'll gain those abilities. Then you can use these uh, crystals to equip certain abilities to like make yourself immune to stuff. Give yourself certain um, other abilities, which made the final boss super easy because then he couldn't do any status stuff to me but um yeah i i personally really like nine i thought it was a fantastic story i love the style even till today nine is the only of the first 10 final fantasy games that i've never played i've beaten one i've beaten two the actual two oh yeah not like the the um the Super Nintendo American version. I've gotten so what five, I think. Halfway through three, on the PSP, and then my file corrupted. So now I'm playing three on the DS again. Um, I haven't beaten it. I haven't beaten four. I've beaten five. I've gotten to the opera in six. I said fuck you to seven. I beat eight. I've never beaten nine, and ten. I played for about 20 hours, and I got to a part where I couldn't get my characters any stronger because I had no level 4 unlock spheres, and every character was blocked at a level 4 sphere. And I just, I, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't get stronger, and I couldn't progress. Um, I've played some of the offshoots too, Final Fantasy Mystic Quest, Chocobo's Dungeon, like, fun games, you know, to contrary belief. I played, like, I think the first two, I never beat either one of them for, I think it was the Game Boy Advance, they re-released them at one of those, one of the handheld systems, um, I hadn't gotten very far in either one of them, um, I never played three, never played four, never played five, with the actual five, um, I played a little bit of six, I want, I'll beat it eventually, I have it, I technically have it in two forms, I've got it on the, um, the Super Nintendo, um, the NES, uh, Super NES Classic, and I've also got it on a PlayStation disc, which has, like, different, different, uh, cutscenes and things like that. It seems pretty cool, and I know a lot about it. I know about Kafka and, like, um, and Tara and all the other characters, and I really like the idea of it. I like a lot of the, um, the characters in it, but I, I just haven't actually sat down to beat it. kind of want to see Kafka fight Hisoka. Kefka would destroy Hisuka. Hisuka bec- I mean, Kefka becomes like a god at the end of, uh, he like, is the god of all magic or something like that, I'm probably wrong, but like, uh-huh. he's like, I just know that like, the giant form he takes is like the, I think, it, I personally think he looks a lot cooler than Sephiroth did in 7, but um, yeah, he's just, he's just insane, and somehow Terra and the others managed to beat him, which, okay. Yeah, that's, I mean, kind of a common thing in, in Final Fantasy, like, at least at least the later games where the boss is, or the, the end of the game is, like, the destructor of the universe, and you just, like, poke him with a sword enough times, and they die. Well, that's, like, in 7, where, like, Sephiroth has his, um, his 
solar flare attack or whatever you call it. Supernova. destroys the universe. Yeah, which, like, destroys the entire galaxy. It's just going through planets and then, like, it doesn't actually... If I remember correctly, it doesn't actually kill you because it leaves you, like, like one health, kind of like the gravity moves do. But, well, like... I, I watched someone on YouTube play through the Sephiroth fight and it the supernova I think did like 4,000 damage to them or something. It didn't even like half their yeah. HP. It's just like it's this big show and doesn't do that much. Um, I actually beat Sephiroth pretty easily because you... I, I used um, Vincent. I double summoned um, Knights of the Round which hits for 12 times. You know, double summon does it twice. And then I used um, Cloud to... Um, he had a move called like mimic or something or, or copy, which copied the last move used, and yeah, he was he was done. <laughs> Quad knights yeah. of the round. It was smart not to use uh, knights of the round against Genova and to not get to level ninety nine. That's the sec- the secret. Don't don't try too hard at the game. Well, getting knights of the round is a huge pain in the ass with the fucking chocobo shit. I remember trying to play Final Fantasy Tactics, but I think I was, like, eight years old and didn't understand how to play turn-based strategy games at the time. I think I have a copy of Tactics that I I acquired somehow, but, <laughs> like, I have no idea where it is now. It's, like, for the Game Boy Advance or something like but that. But I, I do like the job systems um, in 3, 5, and uh, and Chocobo's Dungeon, where, you know, you, you can change the job system of your character, essentially making your character a different character at any time during the game, but your character still has, like, their levels and, you know, certain stats. You know, of course, each job changes stats a lot of times. Yeah. I mean, the job system in 5 is definitely a lot better than the job system in 3, at least as far as I remember it, because I beat 5, like, when were we in college? Like, that that long ago? Hundreds of years ago. (laughs) Yeah, so I beat, I, yeah, I never beat 6, I beat 7, 8, 9, 10, I, I liked them all, I thought they were all good. Um, then I, pl- I never played 11, because it's an online game, and I, I was gonna get it, but then I decided not to. I played a little bit of 12, didn't get very far in it, it seemed like it had potential, didn't really like the protagonist, but I'll beat that one day. I have Final Fantasy 13, and I fucking hate it. <laughs> I hate the the fighting system. I hate the whole crystallium shit. I hate the linearity of it. And I just don't like the characters in general. Like it and I know there there's like this final Fa- they were trying to make it into this big series of like the Final Fantasy 13 verse where there's I think um Type 0 and 15 were supposed to be in that universe. Like Type 0 is part of that universe. Yeah. There's a original supposed to be called 13 something and they changed the name. And 15 was supposed to be Final Fantasy versus 13, but then that got delayed, and then Kingdom Hearts guy decided he didn't want to do it. And, well, I, I don't know. He stopped doing the directing. I don't know the reason why. but Because um, yeah, it sucked. Yeah, I played Final Fantasy 15, and I fucking hate it. The gameplay is annoying. Granted, I haven't played the Royal Edition or whatever, but I fucking hate it on principle because the storyline fucking... It has a lot of potential, but, like... It leaves out a lot because they want you to buy the fucking DLC, which is one of the biggest problems with gaming in general, having to fucking buy, D- buy DLC, which I don't mind for extra stuff, but I don't want to have to ha- buy, like, I don't want to have to pay to get a full game, like, extra to play, play a full game. Like, I want to have the full story and everything, but you, like, you don't know why, like, Arden is doing the shit he does, you know, he's, he briefly says, like, I'm the, the king of 
insomnia or whatever the fuck the kingdom was called. And it's like, what the fuck does that mean? I don't fucking know. Neither does Noctis. And then, like, so you fight him, and I, I hate, I hate the way Arden's character is, like, for a guy who's, like, the real king, like, you'd expect him to be this, like, stoic badass, but he's, like, this weird, like, he's, like, he just comes off as, like, a weirdo. He's, like, flamboyant, yet, like, kind of, like, tries to be a tough guy. Like, he's, he doesn't pull off, he, it's like he's trying to be Kefka and, Ku, like, from 6 and Kuja from 9, except he doesn't, he's not at all interesting the way they are, at least from what you see in the game, not talking about the extra stuff. I know he gets his own special episode, but Kefka was cool. He's crafty, he's manipulative, and he, all this stuff. Kujo, you know, he's manipulative. He, he, um, he's playing behind the scenes with the kingdom, pretending to be the queen's advisor, and then he get when he discovers his own mortality, he just completely loses it and destroys all of, I can't remember if it's Gaia or Terra, I think it was Gaia. He just completely obliterates it in this fit, fit of rage, and he's, he's a great character, too. And which, like, Final Fantasy IX is such a work of art. I absolutely love it, but... Yeah, I don't I don't know if I'd consider her a great character, but I, I think, though, that the most badass of the, uh, the villains has to be Ultimacia, because she almost destroys all of space and time. Like, whereas everybody else, like, takes out a planet or, like, takes over a kingdom, she's like, no, I must compress time and space. I must be only one left. The issue I had with Ultimacia is you don't really see her till the very end of the game. But that's because she's controlling people, like, thousands of years in the past because she's fucking badass. That was a cool story. I guess... I wish her motives had been a little more than, I don't want to (laughs) age. And... I thought that was a little weird, because I, 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 like, I really like the story in 8, except for, you know, the, um, the, when everyone, like, you find out everyone had lost their memories, and they actually grew up together in orphans. Oh, that was fucking stupid. That's, that's also the storyline from Final Fantasy 3. Of course it is. That, that they all grew up in an orphanage. Did they forget about together, it? Together, that they forgot about, because it was the continent where time was frozen, and they live on the floating continent. That's so stupid. Like, yeah. It's... Like, I think, I kind of like Sephiroth's story where he was, like, you know, the ultimate soldier, found out he was actually Genova, who he thought was, you know, one of the ancients, but turns out Genova was an alien, and he's like, fucking, I'm just gonna, like, destroy the planet and absorb all the energy. That was <laughs> interesting, to say the least, um, but, yeah, I, I wasn't, well, that's, like, one of the re- like we had, we've both seen um Advent Children before um well I mean you own the DVD I'm assuming you've seen it yeah but it's it 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 really is a waste of time like part of the reason I don't like it is because it just it resets a lot of stuff that happened at the end of seven seven I thought had a really good ending one of my favorite Final Fantasy well in my top five of like the <laughs> six games I've played I've beaten but. Anyways, um, I thought it was good. Um, yeah, basically, at the end, you fight Sephiroth, um, you fight all his different forms, um, then, um, you know, you stop the meteor from the dark materia destroying the planet, because, um, Eris, um, before she died, um, she created the holy, um, materia, and that saved the planet. But, like, one of the best parts is at the very end, like, after you defeat, um, Safer Sephiroth, is Cloud confronts him one last time. That's when you do the, um, the Omni Slash. Even if you don't actually, even if you didn't unlock it, I did. 
Just so you know. I, Yay. I, I'm, I'm very Yay, proud of myself. Paul, you unlocked Omni Slash. It was awesome, dude. But um, you you do that, and like that's supposed to represent him, like accepting himself because he had like a massive inferiority complex because he didn't act spoiler didn't actually make all his spoilers for all this fuck it um <laughs> he didn't actually make it into soldier he like all his memories were from his friend zach due to some makeup which is really play stupid. final fantasy crisis core 7 to learn this oh, story God. crisis core is another one where like i never played it i know enough of it not to play it because they they changed Cloud. He was kind of he was kind of a cool guy. He's greedy. He's like you know I don't care if you're terrorists. I just want my money and everything. That was pretty cool. Then like in Advent Children, they like make him this is whiny like little bitch, and he's just like sulking for all those years where he he had his full character arc in Final Fantasy VII, which is one of the things that pissed me off. And then he ignores Tifa, who like which pissed me off too because like. That was, everyone's always like, oh, which is like, Cloud's real girl, is it Eris and T- or Tifa? It's Tifa, because Eris is Cloud, is Zack's girl, because she only liked him because he had Zack's memories and thought he was, but the actual Cloud and Cloud, em- Cloud embracing who he is, accepting the fact that he didn't get in a soldier, and all this other stuff, that was the real Cloud, and that's who Tifa liked. So it's not actually debate, but in fucking Advent Children, they're like, oh, we're going to keep doing this. Cloud's being sad for all these years because he's, I don't know, fucking whiny little bitch all of a sudden. <laughs> and, like, I don't know, there's a bunch of these little kids who, like, have Mako poisoning or some shit. I think they they were injected with Genova cells, too. I don't fucking remember. But it, it's dumb. And then Sephiroth comes back for some fucking reason. They have their fight again. He uses Omni-Slash again. And it's from, like... From his sword. That, from the Buster yeah. Sword, which holds eight different swords in it it's somehow. It's so fucking stupid. And it's so unnecessary. Like, they went back to... They, like, got rid of all the character development. Because I really like the way the characters develop. And I, I mean all the characters develop. Even Vincent and Yuffie, who were, like, optional characters, like... Vincent coming, like, realizing what actually happened with his wife, Yuffie, like, you know, visiting her old village and everything, and, you know, all that crazy shit with the war of, I can't remember what, what it was called, um, Barrett's is great, Barrett was a fucking terrorist, but his interactions with, um, uh-huh. with, um, Kate Sith were really interesting, Kate Sith, spoiler, whatever, it turned out he was actually working for Shinra, like, I, I love that dynamic, um, I, I played the demo for the new Final Fantasy VII, and can I say I fucking hate Barrett in the new Seven? You know what I fucking hate? I haven't beaten the game yet, and neither is anyone else, because the other parts are going to be out in ten years for the PlayStation 8. Like, what I fucking hate is the fact that they changed the terrorist attack that Barrett and, his, and Avalanche did so that it wasn't his fault. It was actually Shinra that set it off, and that pissed me the fuck off. Because that was a part of Barrett's character, and a part of Cloud's, too, for him, like, not really giving a shit what happened with, with all that, but, like, now it's like he's innocent of that, it's like, oh, I wonder what happened, we were intending to do that, yes, that was your, that, that made him relate to Kate Sith so much and everything, for them to fucking ruin it, and I don't know, I guess they've got time travel and shit, I haven't beaten the game yet, but. Uh, one of, well, the thing that I hate is, you know, when they update, quote-unquote, update these games, they feel the need to put unnecessary foul language. Not like I don't use unnecessary foul language. Never. But 
it takes away from the quality of the writing and the story that these original games had. Yeah. You know, even when I played the Resident Evil 2 remake, you know, you're going through and Leon's like, what the fuck is that? Or like, a, a you know, a zombie, you know, you're shooting a zombie, he's like, fuck, shit, go down. Like, like, will you stop whining and just kick the shit out of stuff? Like, like, what was the need to put this unnecessary foul language into a game which didn't need any of that in the first place? Yeah, update the dialogue, make it less clunky, but do you need Barrett's opening line to be, Fuck you, Cloud, you gotta listen to me, I'm the fucking boss! Like, like, come on now, like, be, write a better dialogue for this guy. And part of the charm is the fact that all the swearing was, like, bleeped out on the, like, when you're reading it. And I, I always found that charming. Part of it's also the fact that a lot of the graphics in Final Fantasy VII and, like, a lot of the earlier days with, um, you know, how boxy and, like, clunky they look. Like, it was part of the charm. Like, I mean, it was 19, 1997. It makes me fear that if they ever remake Final Fantasy VIII, that they're going to change Cypsy for calling... Zell chicken wuss to either chicken shit or just just bitch and no I want to hear Seifer call him a chicken wuss waiting all these years to hear the hear the amazing like I don't, I don't, known as I don't chicken know wuss. who they'll get to voice Seifer but like I want him to call Zell chicken wuss I think in Final Fan enough Final Fantasy um Kingdom Hearts 2 I it's been well over a decade since I played that game. Oh, but, since you went through the nine-hour tutorial. Yeah, but in the beginning, like all the characters, and I didn't, I didn't recognize them at the time. But they're um, a bunch of the characters of the gang that you that Roxas meets at the beginning are actually at Seifer and a bunch of his guys and Vivi for some reason. And um, I, I don't remember if he calls one of the characters a chicken. Was I really hope he does. But I'm going to have to go back and play that game, because Kingdom Hearts 2 is actually a really good game. But, um, yeah. I want to hear, like, an adult man to call another guy a chicken wuss, because it would be just mad <laughs> a magical moment. Yeah. He's got destroyed. I'm not a chicken, you're a chicken wuss. <laughs> so, but yeah. It, I, I, I do enjoy classic Final Fantasy games, but, like, newer ones... I mean, I, I am about halfway through, and if you can't tell, I play a lot of games halfway through, or like at the current moment, I'm in the middle of Final Fantasy Type-0, Final Fantasy 3, uh, Final Fantasy Fables, Chocobo's Dungeon, and uh, the new Marvel's Avengers game on the PS4. So I'm kind of like, like every day or two switching to a different game and then like cycling through these until I eventually beat one of them. I'm in a kind of a similar state. I've, um, well, last night I beat Xenoblade Chronicles, the first one. Really good game. Definitely recommend it if you like RPGs and, well, JRPGs and that kind of stuff. Um, I actually think Xenoblades will probably, if they keep, if Xenoblades 3 ever comes out, it'll, it has the potential to be the new Final Fantasy, because Final Fantasy's kind of, it's dying out. I don't think the PlayStation 5's gonna do it any favors, but, especially with, like, I really didn't like 15. I didn't like the fact that you got an incomplete story, um, unless you, even if you paid stuff, like, to find an Arden's backstory, it's like, well, I'm fighting him as Noctis. Noctis doesn't know any of this stuff, so what are the stakes for him? And then, well, spoiler for that game, Noctis dies at the end of the game, because, you know, 
some crazy shit happened like hundreds of years ago before the kingdom, and he had to sacrifice himself to defeat Arden, who was immortal, which is so stupid because you spend the whole game like, you know, he's tr he's learning what it's what it means to become a king, all to die at the end. The whole dumb thing. Well, he's not actually gonna die. He's gonna like become worthy of being the next king. And the gods of, um, which are Bahamut, Shiva, and all the other ones are me, like, you're worthy of being a king and everything, and all that. Nope, doesn't happen. And then his friends who were meant to be, like, you know, where Arden took on everything by himself. He, like, fought that disease by himself by taking that demon shit inside of him and got betrayed, blah, blah, blah. Um, I thought it was going to be, like, all right, well, you know, the difference between Noxus is he can trust other people. He's not doing all this. They're not even in the last fight, and then or, or any of that. So that was bullshit. And I know that um, Ignis, my favorite of his friends, because I, I hated Pompo, whatever the fuck his name is, the blonde one with the guns. He looks like he's a more annoying version of Cloud. I, I like Gladius. Gladius pretty was pretty cool. Fucking hate Noctis, but um, like in his like, because he loses eyesight, he puts on the ring of Lucis, and you can like, Noctis can live. But that's stupid too, because you don't. It doesn't go with the whole, like, you know, Noctis learning to be king. Noctis, you know... What would have been cool if, like, instead of being that weird kind of not Kefka, not Kujo, like, a Kuja, um, villain that, um, Arden tried to be weirdly, um, if he had been, you know, kind of a cool, badass, like, stoic, like, guy who seems like he could be king, but, like, you know, because of him not trusting people because he was... And also because, you know... He was turning demons into armors and doing some dickish shit. Like, he was unworthy. And then, like, Noctis proved himself worthy after the time skip, which, yeah, there's a fucking time skip. Um, like, that he was he was more king because he can trust people, because he, like, you know, was worthy and everything. That, that's what the story should have been. And, like, for all its faults, and there's a lot of fucking faults, like, throughout the game, that would have been a great ending. But they didn't fucking do it. Fuck you, Square Enix. I also just hate the gameplay, which I was thinking, oh, well, you know, that's that's understandable. I mean, you know, Square Enix is first learning. They're trying to do something different with their RPGs and everything, you know. They're not quite sure how to do this, and, you know, it's not very good. I, it's clunky, it's weird, and it's obnoxious. Like, you go into stasis and you can't fucking do anything. And I'm like, but, you know, I'll forgive him. And then I played Near Automata, which is made by Square Enix and another company. And it is one of the best games I've ever played. It is what, gameplay-wise, what Final Fantasy XV should have been. It's also, story-wise, a much better game, too. So if you're going to pick one of them, pick Nier Automata. Every fucking time. It's also got three endings, but oh, more than it's three. Got it's got 26 endings. It's got 26 endings, but, like, you beat the game once as um, 2B, then you get to play it again as 9S, and then you get to play the continuation. It's got its built. It's got a built-in sequel. It's just that good of a game. And then every time you play it, you get to unlock more of the world around you and understand more of the robot speak and everything else. Like, the, kind the, of. the game just builds upon itself. Yeah, it's fantastic. And then, you know, you have the option of deleting your data, which turns out it deletes all your data, not just that save file. So saving more than once doesn't help. So you learn that the hard way. you're not sharing your system with someone else who beats the game. Yeah, they're not going to be too happy with you. But, um... Yeah, it's, um, yeah, much better game, like, there's no excuse for Final Fantasy XV, it was... Well, plus Final Fantasy so. XV has the movie King's Glaive. Yeah, that was one we were going to review, but 
And it, well, we've re- returned to Splatter Farm instead. And uh, and it also has the free downloadable side-scrolling beat-em-up, which tells you the story of Noctis's father, which is a terrible, super hard side-scrolling beat-em-up. Yeah. It's like... It's way too much. It's like, just give me the game. The only DLC I kind of want to play is with Gladius. Uh, he gets to fight um, Gilgamesh. He, like... Travels through every wait, Final wait, wait, Fantasy. Is it, is it the Gilgamesh from Probably. from Five? Probably. Oh I mean, my God! He he makes this, the best appearance in Final Fantasy Eight yeah. in your fight. Like if you have um, if you have Odin, yeah, and Odin uses Entetsuken against Seifer, um, in in uh, Lunatic Pandora, Seifer kills Odin, and then two or three turns later, you know, <laughs> Gilgamesh appears. And uh, I forget what he says, but I'll 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 he just improvise like and go go bots. I'll kill you this time, and then he fucking kills Seifer, like in one hit. It's um, it's the best I, like I actually cameo ever. Did have because Odin only appears at the beginning of a fight, but I actually had Gilgamesh appear like halfway through my fight with uh, with Ultimacia at the end of the game. Oh yeah. I was like, was, I was it like, a finishing blow or like? No, it wasn't. But finish, I was like, he can do damage. He can do a finishing blow. He can not do any damage at all. You never know. What you're Excalibur. Excalibur. Yeah, but Gil- Gilgamesh is just a fantastic character. Oh, I forgot about you know one of you know sue me. I don't. Well, don't sue me, but you know hate me. I I I very much enjoyed World of Final Fantasy, the Final Fantasy Pokemon clone. Um. And, that and, is a thing. And during the game, um, you befriend different Final Fantasy characters, and uh, Gil- Gilgamesh is chasing you across Big Bridge Alexander at one point, and he appears a couple times, and every time he appears, he adds a zero onto the number of years that his like rivalry with Bartz has been going on. And so like the first time you meet him, he's like, I've been waiting ten years for this fight. And then the next time you meet him, he's like, Bartz, I've been waiting a hundred years, and you're like, dude, I'm not Bartz. And then you meet him again, and he's like, Bartz, I've been waiting a thousand years, and you're like, dude, I'm still not Bartz. And I think it gets up to like a hundred thousand years, like at one point. Well, that's like one of the things. Another thing that's disappointing with um, fifteen is like I know that in the DLC you get to play as Gladius and you fight Gilgamesh, who, like we said, is this this great character. He's been there since five. No, no, and, no, no, Gil- well, or, that version of Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh was in, now it's in the version of one that I have on the Game Boy Advance, but that yeah. may have been from one of the bonus dungeons that was added to the game and not in the original. I remember reading but, certain things about that, but I honestly don't really know. But yeah, he was in games before 5, but 5 is when he became basically a joke. Yeah. It's like, you got that character who's, like, spanned the series for so long, and, like, Gladius is like, I need to, you know, help Noctis. I, if I remember correctly, the DLC takes place, like, between, like, during the time skip, which is fucking stupid. But, um, so he's like, alright, so you're gonna do that to help Noctis and everything. I mean, you fight two bosses, you get to the, um, to the castle, and then fucking, he's not even in the game after that. Like, what you he trained with like fucking Gilgamesh only to like I don't know fight Ifrit some other boss and then leave like 
no, like, and then Noctis dies. Like, that's such a stupid ending. Like, nothing, nothing was, nothing was resolved properly. And that just pissed me off. And the fact that, even that, like, the fact that Square Enix wanted to, like, scam us out of more money for their shitty fucking game that was supposed to be, like, Final Fantasy Versus 13, their failed Crystallium series, like, fuck you, Square Enix. God, it pissed me off. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's pitiful that video games today, like, again, I understand DLC for extra things, yeah. or if you want to do a story after the main story of the game, whatever, but to have the actual end of the game or the actual storyline of the game be DLC, that's what pissed me off and why, uh, you know, I, I turned my back on the Castlevania games was Castlevania Lord of Shadows the final chapter of the game was a paid DLC. Not just, like, an after chapter or an end game scenario, like, something afterwards. No, the actual ending of the game was a paid DLC add-on. That's the same with Asher's Wrath. Like, in order to fight the final boss, you need to pay money. It's, you shouldn't have to pay extra money to get a complete game. You can have add-ons. I'm perfectly fine with that. I'll pay a little extra for some kind of something cool that I don't need to. I don't need to, you know, beat the full game. Like but, give me a, give me a bonus dungeon yeah. with a with a new boss or a new bad guy that you you kill at the end of that dungeon. Like yeah. okay, if like if you need DLC to play a complete game, like whether it's because you you don't get access to the later portions of the game, or because the storyline sucks without of it, that's just fucked up. Like, that's just, that's just disrespectful to the player. And fucking all these games fucking do it. But, yeah. So, yeah. So, so, so Final Fantasies, we're a, we're a fan. Except when it comes to, like, the movies. Yeah. So, yeah, I beat, I beat 8, I beat 9, 10, all those, like, and, yeah. So your fit you said your favorite was eight, right? Yeah. So I think the question is why? I I I like the Guardian Force system, I like the junction system. I think Squall is a is a badass. Oh yeah. Because he's just blade. he's just like you know, people come to him with his problems and he's like Whatever. Whatever. Fuck off people. I think my favorite part I'm a soldier. Of that. And the gunblade, the gunblade is a, is a big influence on that. I mean, it's such a badass weapon. I think it's more iconic than Squall's fucking Buster Sword, which is just a, a just a yeah, Squall's Buster Sword, which is just a hunk of metal. Like, like yeah, if I swung a four hundred pound piece of metal, I beat shit up too. Hey, now Guts carries a sword like that, and he's a fucking badass. Yeah, but I again, I reiterate, if I could carry around and swing a four hundred pound sword. I'd be a badass too. Doesn't make me a good character. Guts is a good character. I'm I'm not debating so that. You can't you can't disrespect Guts. But Guts uh, from Berserk, in case anyone doesn't know, one of the best dark fantasy mangas ever. But yeah, and then I mean, you know, Renoa's Limit Break, where you shoot a fucking dog at people. Like that was one of my favorite things about <laughs> that when I was fighting Ultimacia. Um, I, she just had, yeah, she just had so much health and everything. I'm like, when is when she gonna fucking die? And then suddenly, Renoa's like, Renoa's limit break happens, and Angela just shoots at her and she dies. And like, that was the perfect way to end this game. <laughs> I forget what game it was. 
Um, it might have been a Final Fantasy game, or it might have been another RPG. But my brother went to the bathroom and had set the controller on the ground in the living room in the middle of the fight. And my dog, little shih tzu named Gizmo at the time, runs across the living room, steps on the controller, causing one of his characters to attack or something, and defeated the final <laughs> boss of the game. That's awesome. So my, my dog beat the game, um, which was pretty comical at the time. It's, it's it's still pretty comical. That is pretty amazing. But yeah, um, yeah, no, I, I the story is is hokey, um, in eight and like you said, the the orphanage and forgetting stuff is stupid. But I love the designs of the GFs. Yeah, I I love the junk. I like the junction system, leveling up. I mean, it, it has pros and cons in the game. Um, monsters do kind of sort of level with you, but that's why the junction system exists to, to outbalance the leveling system. I really like the style of eight. I liked how your overworld, um, view, you actually, you're not just like this pixelated little guy. It's the same character that you see in like the battles and everything. You've got the characters next to you and everything. The junction system was interesting. I liked the fact that you were merged with um, your guardians and the fact that you can keep finding more. And there's a lot of secret ones that are a lot of fun to find. I didn't like having to unequip them and equip them to different people because at times you'd have to play as Zell and not fucking and not Squall. I think what I hated most about that system was when you would go into the dream world. Oh, yeah. And Ward and Kiros were never the same characters. So, because I would always just have GFs junction to my main party. Like, why junction any GFs to anybody else? And then I would go into the dream world, and all of a sudden, Kiros and Ward have nothing equipped on them. You know, thankfully, Laguna is always Squall. Yeah. But, like... Uh, Kiros and Ward, uh, oh, I just went into a battle. Oh, they're completely useless. What I wish had happened when you get, like, new characters is they'd already co come with a Guardian Junction to them that was, like, couldn't be unjunctioned, and it, it'd kind of give them more character, give them more interesting stats and everything, because after a while, you're just picking characters based on what their innate stats are and everything, like, and what certain things fit best with them, and basically whoever you like and it well, basically not... basically i just picked mine as like the game's love triangle quistus and uh Renault can fight over who gets to be yeah. with squall like there are differences like Renault, like um especially with their with their weapons and everything um i know quistus has like some really great like moves she can learn um, yeah a lot of it has to do with the like limit breaks and things like that but yeah i wasn't i wasn't a fan of like how I just found myself not using most of the characters, which is kind of a shame. Like, that's one thing I found with Seven. I ended up using most of the characters, like, and I had a lot of fun with that. Like, though, I mean, I had my core characters I'd use, but, you know, I I basically stuck, stuck with, like, with Cloud. Um, I think it was basically Cloud, Vincent, and um, Tifa, for the most part. Well, not yeah, any more about it. No, that's about it. Alright, well, my favorite Final Fantasy game is honestly probably 9, as I mentioned before. I, it's, it, it was originally meant to be a farewell to the series. It's, um, 
back to its roots. Yeah, back to its well, it's it's got like that like old knights and like um, medieval kind of a uh, feel to it. It moved. It, it completely moved away from the sci-fi stuff, which even though I enjoyed that in seven and eight, it kind of went back to like that really fantasy element. And I love the characters. I um, you get to play as four characters in that one, which is cool. They're all fantastic. They're all really interesting. Um, Zidane um, is is um, once you find out Zidane's like actual backstory of like how he's created on this other planet as one of these creatures who were meant to have the souls of, um, this other species, um, it was fascinating to seeing, like, how he had to, his reason for existing, um, basically he had to define himself and had to, um, he had to want to be different and everything, and, um, it, well, originally, like I said, it was supposed to be, like, a farewell to it, because the original director, I believe, it was the last game he worked on, so... There's a lot of themes of uh, death, which I are handled really well. Like um, Zidane's a part of the same species as um, as Kuja, the main villain of the game. Well, not the final villain because you get to fight some the embodiment of death, which was just stupid. But and it took away from Kuja's like um, moment when he like when you fight him. But that's another story entirely. Um, basically. Um, Kuja was created at, he thought he was created as the ultimate, you know, of this species and everything, but he's told by Garland. Garland's another recurring character, I think. Oh, Garland is, I believe, the villain from the original Final Fantasy. Yeah. I know that the name at least appears a lot, but Garland tells him, like, you're going to die one day, and he just freaks out, like, destroys all of Gaia, and he's... He goes from this cocky manipulator to this, like, scared, like, child, basically. Like, you find out he never had a childhood because he was created as an adult, but he, like, couldn't relate to anybody. So when he, um, Garland created the Dane, he created, he gave, he created him as a child so that he can grow and understand things. And then at the very end, it's kind of, you get a very similar moment to Cloud, like, going back and, like, facing Sephiroth, except where... Cloud faced Sephiroth in order to, you know, prove himself, like, to, like, do away with his past, to prove that he was not bogged down to it, that he's accepted who he is. This one I actually liked a little bit more. Um, Zidane goes back to a dying um, Kuja, and, you know, you're not really sure why at first, because, like, I assumed, like, oh, it's, we're gonna have one final battle, but he's just there to spend time with him, like, while he's dying, because at the end, all Kuja wanted was someone to be there, be there with him while he died. He didn't want to be alone. And it was such a great story. Like, Kuja was this awful homicidal maniac, but in the end, like, all he wanted was for somebody to be there with him while, while he died. He just needed the power of love. In a way, but less hokey. (laughs) It, it, like, it's, it was so, it spoke to me on a level that was very different from anything else. It was very like, you know, we all we're all eventually have to die allegedly. I, I have no proof I'll die. I I'm, I mean I'm I haven't died yet, so logically I can't die. But um, you know, it's like all this character wanted was like somebody to like be there for him while he was scared and like panicking about his death. And when he was there, like Zidane was there to comfort him, like. It was, it's just, it made the character, 
like he made it made him one of the my favorite characters. It was such a great moment and like story wise and Final Fantasy Nine I just think is probably my favorite. Is that it? Yeah, so that's it for me to talk about now. A lot to say about that, but I love the game. It's fantastic. You should play it if you haven't. So with that, friends, you know we're gonna we're gonna take a a, a break next week with Thanksgiving. You know, e- e- even with everything going on right now, we're gonna take a break and you know just just relax for a week. So if you have a favorite Final Fantasy game, maybe maybe take it out, maybe play it, give yourself a little bit of uh, of you time. Um, anything you want to say about Final Fantasy, leave it in the comments below. Anything you thought was really important that we left out of our two favorite games, which I'm sure there was. Long live Chocobos. Be brave, be alive, and be back for more. <laughs>